0: Hi, and welcome to Bake Sale, the show featuring conversations with Kickstarter and other crowdfunding creators about their kid friendly projects. I'm talking today with the musician Randy Kaplan, who is using Kickstarter to raise funds to produce his fifth album for kids. I really like Randy's music. He's been making music for kids for close to a decade now. Um, I've enjoyed hearing Randy live in concert many times and, of course, on on album, on disc, on digital bits flowing through the internet and the computer. And so I'm happy to talk with him today about his new album and the process of recording albums. And so, Randy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Stefan. How you doing? I'm doing fine. So... Good. Uh, the first thing I, I, I wanted to talk about was you are raising the money on Kickstarter. You're uh, attempting to raise twenty two thousand dollars, yeah, for your fifth album for kids. And one of the things that I was struck by in reading the project page for the album, and of course I'll have a link to this project, to that project in the in the show notes for this episode was how each of your albums sort of had a different you took a different approach in funding and creating each of those albums and so I'm wondering if you could just sort of walk through that a little bit for the for the listeners.
1: Sure, well for years and years I was doing music um for non kids And friends of mine always suggested I would, you know, why don't you play my kid's birthday party? You'd be good at that. And I was always saying, no, if you want me to play a party for you and your friends, a type of salon late night, I'll be glad to do that. But I'm not going to play for kids. So I always kind of like resisted that arena that was calling to me. And then I just fell into a job in... Brooklyn, um, working at a preschool as the music guy, went in there going, I guess I got to have a job as (laughs) good as any, and I immediately loved it the first day, and just found my niche, and it was amazing, and without even really, you know, for for my non-kids music for years before that, I made every possible effort to publicize and hire people to help me get stuff on the radio and tour the country in my van by myself, playing to, you know, sometimes big audiences, most of the time tiny audiences, and losing money, and then without doing, without kind of making any effort because it was kind of just an off-the-cuff thing, this kids music thing became my main source of income and more well, I became more of a success at it than than doing all my non-kid stuff. So I, the first record that I made, Five Cent Piece, was just kind of a, you know, again, like a improvised, oh I'll just fly out and record some songs with my friends, of course I just recorded whatever I wanted, Half of the songs wound up being my adaptations of songs, so I didn't realize how expensive the licensing was gonna. <laughs> be. And um, that's the always been you my <laughs> Yeah, I. You'd think I've learned. I learned my lesson, but yet, and the fourth record found me doing all adaptations of blues classics. You know, I did everything I wanted to creatively, and then worried about the business end after. So the folks at My Kazoo and Universal, who put out that fourth record, were you know they, they had their a headache with all the licensing and everything, but. uh they did it, and I got everything I wanted on that record, so it turned out well. But to answer your question directly, each album became more and more of a, you know, an organized thing. I'm not the most organized person. I'm still far from organized, but in my spectrum of organization, I'm now more organized than I was at first, and I have <laughs> a budget, and I know what what, what it's going to cost and who I'm going to hire to do each thing. So, you know, the first record was, oh, I'll just do anything and see what happens. I don't even know what I spent on who. I don't have a separate bank account for anything. Then the second record, I was like, all right, I'm going to have to put some money aside to do this. The third record, I wound up borrowing. I had like a side, sort of ad hoc record deal with uh, friends of mine who lent me money and I would pay them back with interest. They wound up forgiving the interest as a wedding present when I got married, which was oh. super nice of them. So that worked out. And then the fourth record, I had this record deal with My Kazoo and Universal. And now I'm going to try to do this one independently. And I you know, I, I used to just max out credit cards and go into the red and pay it back. Now now as a married family man, I can't do such shenanigans anymore. I can't pull them off. So I'll have to raise the money in advance and have it dedicated to the record. So that's the overview. Do
0: you, do you think that that is common... For mu- What do you think is the most common route for funding albums for uh, independent musicians, be they, you know, kids' musicians or otherwise? Do you think uh, most of them are going the credit card route? Do you think most of them are going the, well, I can only, you know, I've only got $1,000 available, so I guess I'll go into the studio for, you know, <laughs> four hours or eight hours and record, you know, two songs, you know, and they do that, you know, 6 months at a time. I mean, how do you what do you think is the most common way musicians
1: I think I feel like in the old days, pre-crowdfunding, pre, you know, even 10 years ago when the internet was there, but I didn't I wasn't aware of any of the Kickstarter stuff, and there's tons of other sites too. One of my friends just used another site to raise money for her tour, but most people I know have used Kickstarter. Before that, people would just if they didn't have a record deal, they would spend their own money in kind of a haphazard way as artists do, like, "Oh, I have You know, they'd work as, you know, waiters and use that money to record and then put out their record without much of a marketing plan or anything. In the old days, when I would make tapes and my first CDs, I spent... All the money at my disposal to make the record. And then the record would come out, and I had no plan of how to get anyone to hear it or anything. So it was just basically work for the work's sake without any business plan. So that turned out to be, you know, you'd get, then I'd start sending them out myself, like out of my, you know, kitchen to uh, reviewers and try to get everyone's attention. But it was really hard. Then eventually try to hire someone to do that that has a bigger. Um, you know, uh, contact base in that particular area. But um, it's funny because when, then when crowdfunding started, like I remember my friend... Who asked me like five years ago? What do you think of this Kickstarter thing? I'm thinking of doing it, and I told them I was like, "Are you crazy? It's you'll be totally humiliated. You're like a famous, you know, not you're not famous like Springsteen, but you have a cult following. You travel the world. People are gonna think you all of a sudden you're not as big." And he was like, "Yeah, but I could make do the record for other with other people's money and not have to deplete my whole savings." And I still was so against it five years ago. I would my advice was like. I mean he must be like receiving my e- email nudges now going, Kiplum's doing the Kickstarter thing after that diatribe he went on against crowdfunding. You know, but the time time came where I saw how many people were doing it and people that just didn't want to spend their own money on their thing and then you know, and then there's people like from me, it's like I don't I need to raise this money to do it, otherwise I'm not doing the record. So I'll find another way somehow in the future, but I won't be on schedule with how I want to do it. But um yeah, I think that uh People are going this route. And but what really surprised me was how much money people were raising. Like I have friends I've contributed to probably about five Kickstarter campaigns. And most of them were very independent, you know, non-kids musicians doing records, and they asked for like five to ten thousand dollars. And at first I thought that was a lot. Then my cousin asked for fifteen thousand to do his um, documentary, and I was like, Whoa, how's he gonna raise that? He raised more than that. Then I have a couple of colleague friends, musicians, one of them just raised thirty-six thousand dollars for his record. So then all of a sudden 20,000 didn't start to s- didn't seem so much like I could do the record how I wanted ha- pay the musicians the proper thing travel to Kansas where I do the records and and pay for a 3 month marketing campaign and even do some advertising which I've hardly ever done so I I came up with that number to cover everything and to do it without as you mentioned before without doing it like here and there like all right now i have to wait till next year to do the next part like if i get 22000 now i could pay kickstarter and amazon their commissions which turn out to be a couple grand and then have the 20 grand as a budget and actually do the record in a month or two and then have it be out with the posters and the cards and all the requisite paraphernalia that you need to release the record so
0: yeah one of the things i've i've noticed is that i was doing a little research that the there aren't as many kids music family music um campaigns on kickstarter mm. at the moment though they've grown but right. the amount of money like if you looked at the amount of money that um is currently pledged to kids music campaigns yeah. it's like well in excess of like the total pledge to like hip hop and metal <laughs> and uh classical or maybe not classical maybe it was very close to classical but there were like four or five sub gen- sub-genres in the music category in Kickstarter where yeah. kids music projects even though there were fewer of them they yeah. were way outraised i mean by like an, a factor of like 3 or 4 so i you know particularly in this field i think you know there are there may not be many but the ones that uh are uh go live tend to be reasonably well supported
1: well that's certainly encouraging because i'm only about a third of the way to my mark and more than halfway done with the time so you know mindy even from sirius xm is encouraging saying don't worry you're off to a good start most of the funding happens at the end but meanwhile my one of my brothers-in-law sat me down who's a big business guy the other day and gave me an earful about, look at this list of prizes. Why didn't you think this out? I'm like, are you kidding me? My wife and I sat there for weeks planning this. He's like, you should have run it by me. And he did, played devil's advocate and went through every incentive, you know, the rewards I offered, saying, two MP3s for $5. Why would I get that? I can get two MP3s for $2 when it's over. I'm going in trying to change the rewards, and you can't change them, of course, yeah. once someone signs up for it. So, you know, yeah, maybe I learn for next time, whether this is successful or not, how to do how to do the rewards um, better but you know then there's two target audiences a lot of my funding so far has come from family and friends and people that i know there's i'd say there's about 25% of fans that i never met before but most have come from family and friends so the other thing my brother-in-law was saying is like This is not your target audience, your mother and her friends who feel, you know, giving you $100. dollars you got to find the people who want the five CDs or want the signed poster or the T-shirt. And I said, well, I'm trying. I'm not like a marketing genius. I'm a (laughs) songwriter, you know. So it's it's weird.
0: (laughs) So of the rewards that you've uh, listed – Money aside, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. there you had like a $5,000 reward level. I'm sure you would love to have yeah. a number yeah. of people pledging that, but setting aside sort of the yeah. dollar level, are there any rewards that you've offered that you, you'd like, you, you hope a few people take advantage of just because you think they're cool rewards and you'd like to be able to <laughs> fulfill a couple of those? yeah you know like starting at a hundred dollars,
1: I have an offer of like doing a Skype call like we're doing now, but with visual, and they could request a song and I could talk to them. I get a lot of emails and letters not not most not letters mostly but emails and Facebook messages from from fans around the country from places I've never been like oh when are you coming to San Antonio when are you coming to Ottawa we'd love to see you here well i don't get there that much i'm i'm ready i got the goods and i'm ready to travel i'm just waiting for a show that will guarantee me you know a certain price and fly me in and put me in a hotel for one night i'm ready to go anywhere but for those people that the fan, maybe I don't, I don't know how many fans I have in Ottawa or San Antonio, but these people, if they pledge this amount, can have, like, a Skype conversation with me. I think for 250 I do, like, an entire, I write 30-minute Skype session, which is basically a private concert, or they can invite their friends and pretty much have it on a big screen and have me, it's the next best thing to me be in their life. I could interact with them, but, uh... That I like, the, I like those rewards. That idea. My wife just came up and gave me a face. I don't know what it means. Whether I'm, whether I'm uh, over talking or sounding like, like a freak. I don't know. But then, uh, so you know, like yeah, live concerts are my favorite things in the world. So those, those um, rewards, I was hoping people would uh, take advantage of. I see. I'm going through it now. I see. I have 11 backers of $100 or more who are taking the Skype session you know when it adds up all of a sudden i'm going to be like uh oh i have to do 11 concerts right <laughs> <laughs> but that's um
0: no but that'll be fun and you know i can tell i having seen you uh, uh in in concert live a, a number of times I, I know how much you enjoy that sort of live interaction and so um yeah i think even even via a television screen i think that would be a fun uh yeah event for 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 families right.
1: And then I offer some of the higher awards. I offer guitar lessons, uh, you know, stuff like that, because I give guitar lessons sometimes. I thought that would be – because people are always asking me, oh, I wish I lived in L.A. I would take guitar lessons from you because I play like the ragtime, finger-picking, country blues style. Well, you can give guitar lessons over Skype. Again, it's not as if I were there, but it's the next best thing. I can't take your fingers and move them, but I can, you know – so that that was another incentive but you know the the live thing all, I I still I owe somebody a live Skype concert the the kid named Carter from the nor, uh, Maine who won my contest my bluesman name contest oh, yeah, yeah. We, we went back and forth trying to arrange a time several times and it kind of uh we both kind of let it fall yeah. through the cracks i guess yeah. i i hope i could arrange that with him so yeah i gotta gotta uh give him a skype call and yeah stuff so i like that it's like uh interacting with fans right from my living room it's nice
0: cool and so um, you have a plan for the the next album um, how much so I'm assuming that when you go out to Kansas, uh, assuming the, the, the project is successful, that you s- sort of have, you have your songs lined up. You know sort of what songs you want to record, and you may even have an idea of the, the instrumentation or the arrangements. But how much is, is set and how much is uh, sort of determined once you get to Kansas?
1: Um well my what I do usually and i 'll i 'll do it with this project as well is my producer, Mike West, an old friend of mine. I know him from my months I spent in New Orleans twenty years ago, and he 's just amazing. He plays a lot of the instruments on all the kids' records and he 's the producer. I have a lot of say on you know on stuff, but he just comes up with arrangements and ideas for instrumentation. We discuss it and everything but I send him demos, which I just record on GarageBand. You know, I send him, like, maybe 20 songs. And, you know, the the ideal, the plan in the beginning is, like, we'll both discuss it and pick 12 and do them. Of course, you know, on my records, we wind up using probably most of the songs I send him. And he's always saying, this record is too long. And I'm like, I don't care. We got to do this song. I can't leave this one out. Well, you know, hopefully we'll get a shorter kind of this. This won't be as much of a concept record as Mr. Diddy Diddy. My fourth one had a 20-page educational, funny booklet on the blues with, you know, it took me forever to do the artwork and cost me an arm and a leg to do the artwork. Yeah. Even, even me paying my friend who did the art direction, of course, universal manufactured it, and that was fun. So for this one, we're hoping to have, you know, not all the dialogue and talk in between like Mindy always suggests do a simple record without all the dialogues you do and everything. So I think this one will be more like that, but I do have about, 15 songs picked out that I want to do and 10 are complete and 5 I'm still working on right now I am I have the end of January targeted for a recording week and um, so that, that'll happen and yeah I'll send the demos to Mike soon and we'll go through them and then once we get there we'll do like a more specific plan he'll say why don't we start with these 3 songs and you know I'll teach the band the songs we try to do it live as much as we can at least with me and the drummer and the bass player and then, you know, do some overdub stuff after. But yeah, so it's mostly planned what songs we're going to do. And we have a night of rehearsal when I get there. But a lot of it is on the fly because we're in the studio and, you know, no one knows the songs. And we spe- we, he records all the rehearsals and we do like a bunch of takes and, until he gets the exact kind of feel that he wants and the right
0: vocal take and all that. So, Well, I, I will say that I, I, I really like uh, you know, all of your previous albums. It's, you've, I think you've recorded them um, all with Mike West, right? Even, yeah. even five cent piece. Yeah. All the
1: kids records and, and the last several of the adult records as well. Yeah.
0: yeah I mean, they, they all have a sort of a very organic sound. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can really tell that, yeah, uh, you and Mike are on the, on the same page musically thinking. And, and so, yeah. um, I, that process I think has worked out really well for you in the past. Thank you. Great. So, um, i i think we're 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 wrapping up here so is is there anything else that you want the listeners to know about you or or this album or the project um that that i that I haven't asked you about that you have been wanting to tell people
1: a couple of things that come to mind i don't think I mentioned this on the on the kickstarter page is that my my last big kid's place live serious x m Song that got a lot of airplay was Don't, Don't Fill Up on Chips. I'm, I'm so grateful and happy that they play a lot of my songs in there, but do you know that song, Don't Fill Up on Chips? Yes. I released it as a single last year, and so I think I might put it on this f- album as an extra, you know, as a song that's already recorded because people always, after my shows, come up and which album is this song on? Which one is that song on? Well, a lot of the time they want to know the album that Don't Fill Up on Chips is on, and it's not on any album, it's only as a download. So I might put that on this album too. And then, um, you know this album is gonna be really fun for me to record. It has everything. There's some nice lullabies for my son to go to bed. Actually, one of them. I'm looking at the list right now. But there's a lot of you know you write what you know as a writer. In the last two years, I have a t- son who just turned two. There's a lot of songs that are about little tiny kids. So there's some songs that are scatological in nature. Some songs about burps, <laughs> Some songs even about farts. My friend is like, Randy, you just wrote a song about you re- just made a whole concept record about the you know american musical heritage and history you're gonna go from that to this and i'm like i think i could pull it off let's see but uh, there's also some you know uh, i'll do a couple of other you know signature blues and ragtime songs on it too so i'm i'm really looking forward to recording it i hope that the uh the campaign goes well
0: well i you know i i i do have faith i i I think it's always nerve wracking for uh, musicians and, and yeah. creators in the midst of this process, but your 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 project is is doing okay, so i I think, I do think you've got a good shot at, at making it so um, randy i I really enjoy talking with you if uh, folks out there listening want to find you on the interwebs, where are the best places that they can find you on said interwebs?
1: <laughs> always Randy com is, you know, the home base. I always, however primitive my website is, I try to have links. There's a link to my Kickstarter. There's a link to hopefully my Facebook page. I have, I'm not an expert Facebook user, so I have like my personal page and then Randy Kaplan music for, they call it Forks, for friends or fans of Randy Kaplan. I, so I have two Facebook pages, which I kind of just use in the same way. Um, you know, in trying to interact with people and keep everyone apprised um so those are the two main main things you know and the kickstarter page of course you can go directly there okay but yeah. randykaplan.com is a good home base you could always write me randy at randykaplan.com i'll i'll be glad to uh, answer any questions or hear any comments i love getting letters from p- folks that li- listen to my music
0: awesome okay and i will be sure of course to put links To those in the show notes for this episode so randy thank you so much for talking this morning i really enjoyed it
1: thanks i'll look forward to seeing you hopefully i'll do a phoenix uh stop on my next tour i hope so
0: i hope so too and listeners thanks as always for listening you can uh always send me an email zoo global at earthlink.net if you listen to this podcast via itunes please rate and review. It always helps to increase the visibility of the show. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.